0: Today, President Trump announces social distancing guidelines will be extended through April 30th, and we're all ready to go insane. Also, Chuck Todd asked Joe Biden if President Trump has blood on his hands, and even Joe Biden comes to the defense of Donald Trump. Who knew? Uh, We've got a lot to get into on this Monday, and it starts right now. Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by my good friend Chad Prather of The Chad Prather Show. Also, Glenn Beck, uh, remote, of course. Glenn Beck in his home studio. Thanks for being here, Glenn. In
1: my isolation chamber.
0: Yes, where the, you know, the rest of us expendables are, are over here in studio. So <laughs> thank you for that again. Again, still, we still have not gotten our invite yet to go to your bunker. I'd just like to point that out.
1: Uh, It must be lost in the mail You know what? Mail service is down. Gosh, oh, darn it. gosh! That <laughs> Shoot! Darn coronavirus
0: yeah. strikes again. Yeah. Uh, well, President Trump uh, just what five days after uh, making the comment that he would like to reopen the economy by Easter, he just announced yesterday that he will be extending the nation's social distancing guidelines through April 30th, pursuant to the advice of medical professionals, CDC, CDC scientists, and his advisors. Here is a little bit of what he had to say
2: the peak the highest point of death rates remember this is likely to hit in two weeks nothing would be worse than declaring victory before the victory is won that would be the greatest loss of all therefore the next two weeks and during this period it's very important that everyone strongly follow the guidelines have to follow The guidelines that our great Vice President holds up a lot. He's holding that up a lot. He believes in it so strongly. The better you do, the faster this whole nightmare will end. Therefore we will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread.
0: Man, you got to believe it really just pained him to have to make that announcement, considering just days before he was really, really trying to get the economy uh, opened by Easter. Um, Chad, what are your thoughts on the, this new announcement?
2: Well, when he made that announcement, I think you could hear the collective groans and sighs all across the country of people being disappointed. now. I'm an extrovert, I'm OCD, I'm somewhat of a germaphobe, I uh, have nervous tics, and this being quarantined thing is really starting to get to me. I'm going to need Jenny Craig and rehab when it's all <laughs> said and done. Come April 30th, it's going to be a bad scene. I, I, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, but, but, that being said, obviously better safe than sorry. That's what he's got to do. And again, I keep saying over and over again, he's damned if he doesn't, damned if he doesn't, no matter what he says, he's going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. They're going to paint him in the wrong light. Had he not done this and they come back out at Easter, he's a horrible human. He's the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Had, and he does this, everybody's going to complain about that as well. It's the same song and dance. Yeah,
0: Glenn, it almost feels like uh, President Trump just kind of reacts very quickly to whoever the advisor is that he spoke to last. So, you know, five days ago, he's saying he wants to talk to, you know, he wants to reopen the economy very quickly. And then all of a sudden he says... Well, actually, I talked to the doctors, and we've got to extend social distancing through uh, another 30 days.
1: I think this is a misconception. I watch him every day at 5 o'clock. I watch the, the update. And he was very, very clear last week when he said, I want to open it up by April. It would be great. But he was talking about a, uh, you know, um, a, a dream, if you will, that <laughs> this was this is what he hoped would happen. But he immediately followed with. But I will talk to the experts and I will make sure that I listen and we'll evaluate uh, over the weekend. Um, and so I think he did. He's he's not a stupid guy. The one thing that I have I've really gained from this watching him abroad is he is. um very very uh astute he has a great sense of where the american people are so i think he was he was reflecting the american people while also saying we have to not kill the economy and when the results come in and it shows that that curve scientifically that curve is going to hit in two weeks The worst thing that could happen is to open up. And I thought his language was really interesting. He said the worst thing we could do is declare victory and then uh, have it not. So we all remember Mm -hmm. the victory banner that was behind George W. Bush. And I think that's what he was referring to. He's not wanting to repeat that because if he opens things up and we get a rebound on this, then there's no chance that he he fares well at all in in my opinion.
0: Do you think uh Glenn you mentioned the the daily press briefings and, and you know I know that you have been watching those every day. Do you think that that is part of his approval number being so high right now? I think the last the last poll that I saw yeah. it was at 51%, highest ever of his presidency. So do you, do you think that this, it's because most Americans are tuned in, they're watching it because this is something that's important to them and they're actually hearing him?
1: I don't I don't know about most Americans, but um, I think there is enough Americans that are watching him. I mean, remember, the press wants to get this off. The press wants this to go away as fast as it possibly can when it comes to his briefings. He's really effective in them. If you just watch one, you'll say it's the same Donald Trump. But if you watch it day after day. You see what an effective leader he is of a team, and you see him building this team and trusting. They trust him, and he trusts them. Uh, And I think that's really, really, really important. You know, I got a call from a business guy today, and he said, Glenn, I don't know. I mean, by April 30th, is there going to be anything left? My problem with this is, is I don't think the president had a health choice. Uh, I don't think that he had a political choice, and uh, both of those are the exact opposite of what you would do on an economic choice. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to pay a heavy price, I think, uh, if we're at April 30th. Um, But as we expose on Wednesday's program, that's exactly what's been engineered. We found language from the Fed out in the open where they said our best tact on this is to orchestrate a uh, an economic recession in hopes that we can print our way out of it and uh, juice it as soon as we get out. I think that's insane.
0: Yeah, Chad, what do you think?
2: Well, looking at it from just just an objective spectator and watching these things, I think a lot of people get bogged down in to in the woods and don't see the trees. And that's what I'm trying to focus on. It's really easy to get lost in the rhetoric of Donald Trump. And, and you see his nuances mm-hmm. and his ways of communicating and you're not listening to what's really being said. Yeah. And so many people who are blinded to that, who have a preconceived mm-hmm. prejudice towards him, are missing what's going on. Now, I appreciate as I'm watching this because I'm like you, Glenn, I'm watching him every afternoon. I think this is great PR for the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do want it to go away in terms of the media. Um, but I love the way he defers. I like the way he brings up. Fauci. He brings up Burks, and he brings up the vice president. He defers. He knows when to step aside and let the team take over. And that is the mark of a true leader.
0: Yeah. Um, This is why
1: you see, I'm sorry, you see in those press conferences why he was an effective builder in New York, Mm -hmm. because he knows his area of expertise and he picks his team, puts them around and then lets them do their job. And And listens to them, fights back. I'm sure there's lots of pushing back, but he lets the facts dictate. And you're exactly right, Chad. You can get so lost in the marvelous, uh, most extraordinary, never been seen before. It's just beautiful. You can get lost in all of his superlatives and the way he speaks. Don't just listen to what he's saying, what he's actually saying. And he's 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 right on the money.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, speaking of money, I want to get your thoughts on what this does, this extended social distancing guidelines, what this does to the economy. You know, we just they just passed the two trillion dollar bill. Now, already lawmakers are saying it's not enough. You've got Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi saying, uh, you know, we may we may need more. We may need more legislation. Uh, Stephen Mnuchin actually said Kind of the same thing. He said, this is really popular program. If it turns out that we run out of money and this was a success, then we'll go back to Congress and ask for more money. I mean, Chad, at some point, you can't just keep spending your way out of it and kicking the can down the road. Uh, what does this do to the economy, not just short term, but long term as well?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're shutting down a country in, in regards to this thing. Uh, someone sent me a message yesterday and said, I thought you said two weeks ago this wasn't a big deal. I said, well... I didn't say that. Right. In terms of the numbers that this is affecting people, as far as percentages and race ratios, it's not a big deal. Is it a potentially dangerous deal? And I'm talking about the virus itself. Yes, of course it is. And now we have I have friends who have it. Mm -hmm. I have friends who have lost their life to it now. Uh, Yes, it's a big deal. But do we shut down the country over these numbers? Because, yes, I believe. And and listen, I think the beautiful thing about America, if we will stick to it, is we have a system in place whereby we can rebuild a whole lot. Look at look at Vladimir Putin. He goes into his meetings wearing full hazmat suits. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's visiting Mm -hmm. hospitals in full hazmat suits. That's Mm -hmm. not America. That's not how we're doing things. We have a system whereby we can rebuild. But God forbid we have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's the path we're on. Yeah. Glenn.
1: So here is the real problem that I don't think most people are thinking about today. But I, as a businessman and a landowner and, and a landlord, if you will, you know, we have I have uh, total. I think we have about a hundred and some thousand square feet uh, in the studio complex and we have renters and uh, they've all called and said, hey, uh, we can't make our rent. So what do I do? I can't go to the bank and say, hey, uh, I can't make my rent. I still have to make my rent. This is the big problem that I think people don't understand this week. We're going to get job numbers. And these numbers, I think, are going to be bigger than they were last week. I'd be surprised if they weren't Mm -hmm. um, because people are they kind of clenched their butt and didn't know what to Mm -hmm. do for the first week. And now it's kind of settling in. uh Oh, this is a longer term problem. Uh, And they're going to have to make decisions. And everyone, not just business owners, not just people who own a restaurant and are paying rent on that building. Uh, But you're seeing Macy's all the way down to the people who just pay regular rent. This is the week that rent is usually due. Uh, This is the week where you're going to start to see people having to say, which credit card do I pay? We were at the, you know, in the middle of the month at the end of the month, the first of the month is when all of this stuff is happening and you're going to see anything from Macy's uh, all the way down to the cheesecake factory and your local guy in the next three weeks going out, Mm -hmm. going out.
0: Um, I I also worry because I feel like there is this misconception among um, Americans right now that the economy is something that you can just, it's a, it's a switch. And once it goes, you can just flip it back on whenever you're ready, and it's, it doesn't really work like that. Am I wrong,
2: John? No, you don't just reboot the computer. And in the words of the great prophet uh, uh, Ulysses Everett McGill from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> Hard times really flushed the chump. <laughs> and we're seeing a lot of people out there that are coming out of the woodworks, and they are they are vastly ignorant of how this process is going to go down. Uh, and if something doesn't happen, it's going to affect literally everyone, everyone that's out there. And so
1: when you go ahead, Glenn, when you have when you have Nike saying it can't pay its bills this month, yeah. Nike yeah. can't afford its warehouses and its rent. You've got a serious issue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. When we come back, Joe Biden even tells Chuck Todd, uh, hey, guy, it's too harsh to say that President Trump has blood on his hands. Oh, gosh. You hate it when Joe Biden is defending Donald Trump. You got to believe you've done something wrong, Chuck Todd. Uh, But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. So normally when we talk about Freedom Project Academy, it's because parents want to protect their children from left-wing propaganda and indoctrination in schools. But now we've got school districts that are closing down because of coronavirus. And uh, we're all teaching our kids at home, except most of us. If you're like me, you're like, I wasn't planning on home- being a homeschool teacher and also having a full-time mm. job. It's a struggle. So if you're like me and you are struggling with that, think about uh, an accredited online education from Freedom Project Academy. You can do it from the comfort, convenience, and safety of your home, and your children will receive an accredited classical online. Online education, here's the important part, built on Judeo-Christian values. It is for students K through 12. It's completely interactive, educational, uh, and students attend live classes with other students around the country. And these teachers, they're teaching your students how to think, not what to think. They're not indoctrinating them. You can go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedom. Request your free information packet today. Uh, Enrollment had just begun whenever coronavirus hit. So, as you can imagine, there are a lot of people right now who are calling them and enrolling. Their classes are filling up really quickly. You got to go there now. It is freedomforschool.com. Before we move on to uh, Joe Biden on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, Um, I want to spend a little bit more time on just how this will affect the economy. And I don't mean to get all doom and gloom, but I figure... If there is a time where we're getting doom and gloom on the show, it needs to be when Glenn Beck is scheduled to be on. One
1: hundred percent. I mean, I now, can dish it. Yeah. I can dish it out.
0: Now's the time, Glenn. We were talking off air about you yeah. know how this is going to affect the economy uh, and particularly uh, the banks and how this is being handled with the banks. Can you tell us about that?
1: So there is a problem, and I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that I can explain it. Um, really well, um, but it really kind of begins this week. The The Fed purchased the bad, a lot of bad mortgages. And because of that, it's unbalanced the market. You know, the, the market is a system, a very mm-hmm. complex system. You can't just do one thing without it affecting and creating ripples all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't thinking about this. And without getting um, technical, because I can't, it has thrown the equilibrium off on this, and it is affecting mainly smaller banks um, who count on these, um, these hedges that actually help them make money. And the, the Fed threw that all out of whack uh, and now is forcing market uh, margin calls. And these banks may have only a couple of weeks uh, left. And that's without anything else really hitting. And all of the mortgages are starting to come due now. The Fed is now working with the Senate on a bill that they're not advertising. It's not secret, but they're not advertising on on actually closing the banks and having a bank holiday. Uh, the FDIC just came out last week and said, don't worry, everything is good. Everything is happy. What? What are you worrying about? Don't take money out of the banks. Uh, now, if you wanted to ha- if you had ten thousand dollars in the bank, Um, you used to be able to take it and then they would just put you on a list and they'd watch you because you're probably some sort of terrorist. (laughs) But now you not only make it to the list, you can't get your $10,000 out. Um, The Fed, the Federal Reserve, has to actually deliver that money to the bank. So if you live like I do in Dallas, it'll take you about a week to get from downtown here. How long (laughs) is it going to take before you could get your money elsewhere? Um, they say don't panic they say don't take your money out of the bank i would have to say i have my money still in the bank fdic insured um i have taken out a month's worth of of uh, money just to be able to have it mm-hmm. someplace uh, so you could m- meet your bills but i have a feeling the banks are going to be in big trouble and what's really disgusting is we saw this coming in 2008. They didn't fix it. They said they did. They bailed them out. We're bailing them out again. And they are going to be the big winners. The Federal Reserve is going to be the big winner in all of this.
2: Hey, Glenn, you remember uh, a few weeks back you were talking about how banks are operating when they're borrowing money from other banks in order to cover what they need for that day. I mean, what's your prognosis? What are you seeing on on that? In these days, right now,
1: it's um, so. Last week, I think it was on Monday, uh, they announced that it is a trillion dollars a night.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, these banks, the four banks, uh, have, and I'm trying to remember the exact number. I think it's fifty two, fifty three, and fifty five trillion dollars in uh, these overnight CDOs that they have to. They, you know, that were the problem in two thousand eight. Uh, this collectivized debt, uh, it, 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 the, the entire bailout, the biggest bailout that we saw in uh, 2008 was the night that Bear Stearns and what was the other one started to go under, and they made $50 billion mm. available for those two banks. They are now making available $500 mm. billion dollars every single night and up to a trillion dollars every night so the banks can borrow that money and uh, open up their doors. They've also said at the same time, you don't have to have cash reserves anymore. Don't worry about the cash reserves because they used to have to say, I've got 10% of my holdings of of anything that is on deposit. I put 10% of that away because a run on the bank's not gonna take more than 10%. The Fed said, don't worry about that. That's why they are now saying, "Oh, you want a thousand dollars? Okay, uh, all right. Well, are you sure? Okay, here it is. You want ten thousand? Oh, I got to call Washington and get the Brinks truck here to bring that in. The money's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, you remember this is a long way from Jimmy Stewart and the old shaving's alone. You know, I mean, where they were yeah. trying to go in and make a run on the bank and cashing out. This is a big deal. Five hundred billion dollars." I mean every every day. day. I mean it's every absolutely day absolutely insane. We are mm-hmm. we are traveling in numbers these days that the average mind can't comprehend. Mm-hmm. When you start talking billions and trillions, those numbers are so astounding. And okay, we're so just flipping these I, words around.
1: So here's the here's the latest that I heard last week on that same story. They were talking about the three or four big banks and how many uh, trillions of dollars—they each have wrapped up in these CDOs. Remember, it was about fifty trillion last time during 2008. The entire CDO thing was fifty trillion dollars. This time, because they never fixed it, uh, the collective, uh, collectivized uh, debt uh, is is now one quarter of a quadrillion dollars. <laughs> It's the first time I've ever seen that number in a news story, Unreal. a quadrillion dollars, one quarter
0: of a quadrillion. It, it, well, and I think the sad part is that's just going to just go over most people's heads because it, it, it gets to a point where it's so high that it doesn't even well, seem real. I mean, right?
2: it, it does. And in my way of looking at it, there ain't a bucket big enough to bail the water out of that boat. I mean, it, right. we, none of us have no, that. No. We're talking about trying to get a thousand dollars out of the bank. I mean, we, we have no point of comparison for anything like that.
0: Right. Uh, moving on, let's move on to just the media's handling of this, uh, this whole coronavirus crisis. Um, Glenn, I know you alluded to it earlier in the program talking about uh, President Trump's daily briefings. But Chuck Todd, MSNBC's Chuck Todd, uh, of course, doing his Meet the Press show every Sunday, had Joe Biden on and... Uh, I just I can't comprehend as a journalist, as a real journalist, why you would think this was an appropriate question to ask. But it's Chuck Todd. So here is what Chuck Todd asked Joe Biden yesterday. Do you think there's already, do you think there is blood on the president's hands considering the slow response or is that too, too harsh of a criticism?
2: I think that's a little too harsh. I think what's happening is the failure to, as I watched a, a prelim to your show where someone said that, uh, made, made the phrase, used the phrase that uh, the president just thinks out loud. He should stop thinking out loud and start thinking deeply. He should start listening to the scientists before he speaks.
0: Now, if if I'm trying to act as a real journalist and I know what China did and what China covered up and how, you know, how long they covered it up and who all they lied to, I'm probably not asking if President Trump is the one who has blood on his hands. Glenn, am I wrong here? Am I off base?
1: No. And the media keeps doing it on Wednesday. The actual title of our our show is a question, uh, which is the more deadly virus? Mm -hmm. Covid 19 or the media mm-hmm. uh i think the media is mm-hmm. a is way out of line right now and very dangerous to the republic uh that's not a question that anyone that's reasonable would would ever ask um the the president does listen to his advisors as a uh, evidenced last night yeah. um but th- there's also still questions out there about you know Are these numbers even accurate? And these numbers, I mean, put yourself in the president of the United States shoes. No one has ever shut down the economy of the United States. It's Mm -hmm. never been done before. What we're experiencing has never been done before. When you're looking at an economy more people will die if america goes under yes. than coronavirus will kill in 10 years mm-hmm. we will kill we will kill millions more in the first year america goes under and he's got to think th- think of that and they come to him the same scientists with the global warming stuff and say look at these numbers this is how many are going to die well wait a minute then how come that many didn't die in china well well uh, we don't know exactly and maybe because they put everybody in cages okay well we can't do that i mean i think even today i look at these numbers and say did we make the right decision to flush the entire economy down for this
2: yeah try. i agree 100 percent. i think i go back to the original advice that, that made sense in my head if you have underlying conditions if you're elderly, if you have pre-existing things going on, stay home. Yes. Self-quarantine, you know, shelter in place, do these things. But to absolutely shut it down to the point where, you know, my wife and I, we go out in the afternoon, she forces me to walk. Like, she's making me do this stuff now. She's oh, making me go, you oh, too? yeah, I got to go walk oh, a couple of miles every amen. day. And we, my, my mother-in-law has COPD, so she won't leave the house, right? So we just yell at her house when we walk past it, <laughs> uh, throw an egg. And the, uh, but... You'll see people coming down the street towards you. Mm-hmm. And we immediately just cross the street. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near them. So you know? awkward. And, and But we've been, we have been primed. I read an article today that said that post-coronavirus, uh, w- things like shaking hands and hugging may be obsolete because people have gotten so paranoid mm-hmm. about all of this stuff, which, whatever, I don't want you to touch me anyway. But I told you I'm a germaphobe. That's my thing. I, has anybody checked on how we melt Mandel? Speaking of germaphobes, that guy's got to be losing his mind. He's got to be in a pressurized chamber like Beck. But listen, <laughs> the, the world has changed. It has absolutely changed, uh, no matter how you do it. And it's because of this situation. How many people, how many suicides are going to come out of this thing? I mean, you, you, we talk oh. about whether it happened or not. You talk about the apocryphal stories of the Wall Street crash and people jumping out of buildings and things like that. There were, there were people who died because of the Great Depression. We know that. Yeah. How, much, how much more in this day and age is this going to have that ramification?
1: I'm telling you. And, and people, if we, if we collapse, Chad, how many all around the world, people mm-hmm. all around the world depend on America. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's exactly right. I just and,
1: don't if, flush it. Yeah. That's right. I mean, if, if
2: a country invades France, who, who goes to their defense? Belgium? No, it's America. Right. We're the ones who do these things. And I'll tell you what, Glenn, you want to prove the media, the, the Chuck Todd's of the world and these guys, you want to prove them uh, just where they stand. They will criticize the American president. They will criticize his plans and planning, but they won't say one negative word in the press about China. Right. They defend
0: China to nope. the
1: end, and that right oh, there is proof I, of the problem.
0: Yeah. Last word, Glenn.
1: May I go a step? May I go a step further? Last week, a Mexican governor was saying, "This is this only affects rich people." It. it we, Poor people can't catch it just last week. Meanwhile, the New York Times is printing stories about Mexico who's doing nothing on this Hmm. saying, you know, their moderate approach. I mean, you know, is really kind of helpfully. They're not causing any panic in Mexico. What? Yeah.
0: Jeez! Uh, all right. When we come back, Bill De Blasio threatens to oh permanently close churches that do not comply with social distancing. We will get the guys' thoughts on that when we return.
1: Everyone has been instructed that if they see worship services going, uh, services going on. Uh, they will go uh, to the officials of that congregation. They'll inform them they need to stop the services and disperse. If that does not happen, they will take additional action up to the point of uh, fines and potentially uh, closing the building permanently.
0: Okay. I mean, I think Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh I get I get that this is a serious deal especially in New York City. Like I'm clear on that. I was under the impression that that was not a constitutional thing that he could do. Glenn?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not that not that I'm aware of. This this actually comes from a synagogue um but it is the Hasidic uh synagogue. Well, things changed. The Hasidic Jews, they weren't getting the news reports. They weren't, you know, so they gathered. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, it was, uh, you know, apparently a very big deal. Uh, I don't think he has the constitutional right to do that, to take away your license to close your synagogue or your church forever. Uh, You talk about overreach and, and absolute hostility it's uh it's quite remarkable that what what the what the media is allowing and what quite honestly we're allowing yeah. to happen to our rights in this country
0: yeah chad jesse kelly our friend jesse kelly has been really really hammering uh this point home i think yeah. that when people are scared they just they just give freely give all of their rights and liberties away. At some.
2: I'm waiting for the SS to kick in the door right now and <laughs> come get us for hanging out in the studio.
0: I mean, we are we are we're far apart. Yeah, we're right? we're, got, we're
2: five and we got a half Glenn feet. over there. Uh, yeah. Let me let me be real with people. This is a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. Uh, things like this, the attack on people of faith. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Um, America. And the rest of the world, look, human nature hasn't changed in thousands of years. People are the way they are. But I'll tell you something else. The truth of the matter is you do reap what you sow. We've killed millions of babies. We have, we have obliterated marriage. We have done things that I believe God holds sacred. Uh, and and we've, we've thumbed our nose at it. You know, If people really want to see an end to this, I, I, there are some things that I believe God does to get people's attention. And one of the things he starts doing is he starts withholding what I call his blessings and sometimes his mercy and sometimes his grace. And, I, I, you know, if you want to talk church services, let's have a church service. You know, the Bible talks about God says, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. And, you know, then I'll hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Uh, These are things that people have now just scooted off. We've marginalized that and said, "Nah." But I'm telling you, if you put corn seed in the ground, you're going to get corn. Mm -hmm. We have sown things that are absolutely irreparably evil in this country. We've done it from Hollywood all the way across to Wall Street. We've done it. And now we're seeing some consequences to that. People have got to get their life right. Our priorities are run amok. Go on.
1: I I have to tell you, I think, first of all, you're very brave for saying that. And I 100 percent agree with you um there is one thing i would like to uh, define i don't believe that god punishes i believe that god is i mean his system of justice the most uh equitable system of justice would be hey um see that that's an electric fence doesn't matter who you are yeah. what happens what the uh, y- it, you touch it you get you get burned and it's not the electricity company punishing you it's just the way it works um, and so I think we brought all of this on ourselves um, because we just won't listen to the rules. And if you think this is bad, wait until you see what happens when we violate mathematics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are violating mathematics with the Federal Reserve. We, uh, Chad is exactly right. This is a spiritual battle. We, we need to come together. We need to recognize God again. Uh, the question is will we and will it be in time yeah
0: Um, something else that that I keep seeing pop up around the country um, I know I saw primarily in New York uh, is that all of these governors or local officials are deciding to release prison populations um, which I really have a hard time wrapping my brain around uh, just in preparation well I mean because they're prisoners (laughs) 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 mostly but uh, like even in New York there were eight sex offenders uh, three of which were convicted of raping children who have been released in New York uh, because they said, well, we want to prevent the spread of coronavirus, so we're going to release the uh, some of the prison population. I know Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas actually just signed an executive order that bans them from releasing uh, certain prisoners that meet certain criteria. And I'm like, why do we live in a time where you have to sign an executive order? for?" Th- I mean, that should just be understood. Yeah, What is what is behind this releasing of prisoners? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And and especially if it's like, well, if we're worried that they have coronavirus, why are we letting them out into the general population?
2: Common sense is gone. Uh, I can take you to my social media pages right now where we have posted the blaze articles talking about this very subject. And there are people who are saying that we're overreacting. Why would I be so divisive as to share this information? <laughs> How dare I, you know, and they're defending these things like Cuomo in New York releasing oh these eight. You know, thank God for men like Governor Abbott here in Texas who not only says we're not going to do that, but we're going to we're going to make sure the gun stores stay open. Yes. Yeah. We're also going to make sure that people can go to gun ranges mm-hmm. and exercise that ability and right because the world's gone crazy. <laughs> the world's gone crazy.
0: Glenn, I can't mean, okay, make, make sense of this because uh, we can't.
1: Oh, I can't. Um, <laughs> other than politics, and this is people using uh, a you know a, a tragedy mm-hmm. uh, for their own purposes That's that's really what's going on. Uh, And at the same time, they're they're saying you don't have a right to go to your gun store because we've closed your gun stores down. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That's insane. You want to let criminals out, rapists, uh, child molesters. You want to let them out? Good. Then I will protect myself. Wait a minute. I don't have the right to protect myself as well. This is this is, you know, since we when we went down the spiritual battle road anyway, I told you (laughs) years ago. Chaos is the thing that you steer away from. Mm -hmm. Anytime you hear anybody talk about chaos, anything that is causing chaos, stay away from it, because the author of chaos is evil. The author of chaos is Satan. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's what is being sown all across our country. Chaos, chaos in heaven everything absolutely everything from the family to the financial sector to the prison system to the voting system it's all chaos yeah. uh, it's going to be reset but it is going to be a hard reset
0: Last
2: word, that's, that, well that's why government matters because if you want peace you got to have order and to have order you've got to have the right system of government that's why it's called the kingdom of god that's a system of government jesus was called the prince of peace that's a government title of peace you want Peace, you gotta have the right government in place. And unfortunately, we're in shambles.
0: Yeah. All right, back in a minute. This has been uplifting. This has been uplifting. <laughs> I don't want to run out of time before we get to this. Uh, We have an audience question from Media Whistleblower on Twitter. Uh, Wants to know if, Glenn, if you can provide some historical context on how Woodrow Wilson handled the Spanish flu, and was the press critical of Wilson (laughs) not doing enough and not taking it seriously? What are you doing?
1: Well, I'm just playing some Spanish flu music for (laughs) you. Oh,
0: okay. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: So uh, Woodrow Wilson uh, was actually kind of accused of not doing enough for it because he did exactly what everyone is saying that Donald Trump should have done today. And that is reopen. And as soon as they reopened, the second wave came and it was worse than the first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. There you go.: there I know you're you a fan of Woodrow uh, Wilson:
0: Oh yeah, it's Glenn's favorite. Oh, person I ever. love
1: him. I love him. that <laughs> and mariachi music, I heard my two favorite things.:
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know why you had to throw Mariachi music in there. That's
1: you- Spanish flu, just trying to give it the Spanish feel. you know <laughs> look at that beautiful Beck painting behind you. I know it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. Oh, um, so, you know, I actually had that right about I had that right this morning, and uh, I destroyed it. I. I
0: I, you're too hey, hard on yourself. You I are. could, I couldn't get. I no, mean, no, it it's
1: just like the Washington Capitol, doesn't it?
0: I mean, I'm lucky if I draw a stick figure correctly. But uh, okay, before we go, Joe Biden, he of course, he is facing lacking enthusiasm in the latest poll. But he I want to get your thoughts on one of his newest strategies of the 2020 presidential election, which is launching a podcast. Uh, It's called Here's the Deal. He tweeted about it today. He said launching a podcast called Here's the Deal for our first episode. I sat down with Ron Klain for a discussion on COVID-19. I thought that his advisors were like, yeah, we got to keep him away from the spotlight as much as possible. We don't want him to talk. And now they're like, start a podcast, Joe. That sounds like a great idea, Glenn. Well,
1: you know what? It's a podcast where he they're giving him the questions and all he has to do is read them. Yeah. You yeah. know? So yeah. all he has to say is, well, what I'm really interested in <laughs> is... This question here, um, I was wondering, in your uh, fancy machines that you drove here in, uh, does it still, when they say horsepower, do they actually still mean horses are in the car? You're listening to the Papio Daniel past the biscuits flower hour <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's right can they
0: even trust jack him?
1: armstrong <laughs> the all-american boy is coming up soon
0: i mean if i'm his advisor i'm not sure that i trust him to even just read questions accurately yeah. he, he can't oh, form coherent no, sentences can't.
1: oh no you can't what are you gonna do you have him <clears throat> you have him on the podcast now that he's doing and they are horrible <laughs> horrible yeah. And it's really, it's a, people are missing it. There are only 2,000 people watching. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth doing. And Joe Biden, they think that Joe Biden is going to get people to watch or listen. Nobody's interested. Yeah. Nobody's interested.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I Chad, COVID. I, I've just been sneezing. exposed, yeah. I believe, to ah. COVID-19. Chad keeps sneezing all over the place. Thank you for doing it in your elbow, though. My elbow. Un- unlike Joe Biden. Unlike Joe Biden. Who got scolded by Jake Tapper, That's which right. was amazing. Um, but no, I mean, every time he broadcasts, he doesn't understand the online broadcasting. No. He see the. Do you see
1: the, you see the the latest one was he almost gave out his home phone number.
0: No, I did He was yeah. like, look,
1: yeah. He was like, look, uh, call me. Uh, call me. Uh, here's a, uh, oh." No, I I shouldn't. I can't give out that number. <laughs> call the campaign. Oh my gosh, man! That
0: now that may cartoon-er. just have been because
1: he knew how many people were on watching him yeah. on that night. So he's like, "There's only four of us, and three of them are my family." So call me. Here's my home phone number.
0: Yeah. last word.
2: I mean, it's just it's, the whole thing is like, the whole process is just a caricature. It's a cartoon trying to watch this thing. Uh, I, I I just don't I don't think anybody thought we were going to get to this point in history, but here we are.
0: Here, here we are. We are. Uh, like I said, it's it's doom and gloom. We we've, we've got Glenn back on, and apparently Chad Prather is Mr. Doom and Gloom as well. So. No, I have
2: hope. I listen. I have hope. I really do. I'm optimistic in this thing. There are people who are worried. Thank God you live in America. You live in America, and, and it is still the greatest idea and the greatest country that's ever existed, and still the greatest on the planet. You got a, you got an
1: opportunity here.
0: <laughs> glenn last word. Oh, uh, you know what?
1: Let me, let me. You know, you might, you, you might say that he maybe is a little down, but uh, I've got mariachi music, so
0: <laughs> it's true. How it's-
1: could you possibly go watch the Tigers? How King. could you possibly be down? <laughs>
0: Ooh, and with that, we're going to break. We'll
1: be back yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Friday's poll. Uh, Will the coronavirus response bill help or hurt America long term? 65% of you said hurt. Thirty-five percent of you said help. Thirty-five uh, percent saying help. That's pretty big. I thought we would have more of a hurt response considering we said long term, and this is like actual money that means something. It's not just meaningless once you get to the trillions. Uh, today's poll: Should churches be forced to remain closed during this pandemic? Chad, I think the key word there is forced. Should right? Churches no, be I don't forced think
2: I'd forced. No. Uh, is it wise? Probably. Uh, I, not probably yes it's right, wise right. to do that and continue doing online stuff be faithful to your church mm-hmm. be faithful to the plan the strategy you don't have to be sipping starbucks coffee in your you know vestibule mm. in order to find god yeah is that me is that mean for me to say that no i'm sorry i just have a thing about the american church that drives me crazy with the commercialism but you'll be okay Amen. You'll be okay.
0: Amen, brother. Uh, and by the way, just I, I'm just getting that out there. Uh, just just mind your business a little bit. Yeah, All don't, right, don't I get it. Right, I get it. You see people at the store. You see the store parking lot full, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, the parking lot was full. People aren't do-. just mind your business. Go home. Stay at home. If that's what you choose to do, we can't control the whole world, and we live in America, don't and that's okay. That's okay. Stay Breathe home. On it, Breathe <laughs> on it, Jesus. Help her, Let us Help know on. what you think on the poll. You can go to the Blaze's Twitter. Ooh, that feels good, actually. it, though. We'll see you